Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Second Samuel 6, Peril in Moving the Ark. Now David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him to Baal of Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name and the very name of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned above the cherubim. They placed the ark of God on a new cart that they might bring it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, and Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were leading the new cart. So they brought it with the ark of God from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, and Ahio was walking ahead of the ark. Meanwhile, David and all the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord with all kinds of instruments made of fir wood and with lyres, harps, tambourines, castanets, and cymbals. But when they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out toward the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen nearly upset it. And the anger of the Lord burned against Uzzah, and God struck him down there for his irreverence, and he died there by the ark of David of God. David became angry because the Lord's outburst against Uzzah, and that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. So David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? And David was unwilling to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David with him. But David took it aside to the house of Obedidom, the Gittite. 
Thus the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. The ark is brought to Jerusalem. Now I was told, King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him on account of the ark of God. David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. And so it was that when the bearers of the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. And David was dancing before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouting and the sound of the trumpet. Then it happened as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David that Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. So they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent which David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. When David had finished offering the burnt offering and the peace offering, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Further, he distributed to all the people, to all the multitude of Israel, both to men and women, a cake of bread and one of dates and one of raisins to each one. Then all the people departed each to his house. But when David returned to bless his household, Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How the king of Israel distinguished himself today. He uncovered himself today in the eyes of his servants, maids, as one of the foolish ones shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michael, It was before the Lord who chose me above your father and above all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore, I will celebrate before the Lord. I will be more lightly esteemed than this and will be humble in my own eyes. But with the maids of whom you have spoken, with them I will be distinguished. Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. How often have we been to sporting events or seen people as they um, cheer for their team and in restaurants or places like that to where you'll see them kind of act a little foolish, a little different from the way they would be behaving um, just in normal circumstances? Well, at least I hope that's the case. But um, you'll see some of the, you know, most distinguished people whether they're, you know, leaders in business or, or church leaders or, um, you know, doctors, or it, it doesn't matter, but just people with, with status, some kind of status, who um, celebrate whenever their team in whatever sport they're cheering for does well. You know, in, um, you'll see in a lot of foreign countries, uh, outside of the United States, you'll see some countries are really into soccer or football. Uh, but while they're cheering for their soccer team, they'll they'll really behave in a total different manner. You know, um, just these dignitaries within the countries will will cheer in a whole different manner before anybody who's around them. But it's 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 for their team. Here in the United States for football or baseball or, or basketball or hockey or any of the, any of the sports that um, we're just really enamored by and, and the team that we're just totally overtaken by, we're almost willing to make ourselves look like fools 
in the way that we behave based upon their performance. Yet, we won't do that for the Lord. So, when someone makes the decision to become a follower of Christ, it says that the angels celebrate. They're celebrating. They're dancing. They're cheering. And how do we respond? Nothing like we do when it comes to the way that we respond for a sports team. And unfortunately, this really shows the level of idolatry that we have towards athletics and sports. Where we're willing to make ourselves look like fools. Not even worried about how we look to other people. Because all the people around us are looking like fools based upon the performance of our team. Why don't we dance before the Lord? Why don't we cheer when we have victory? When God's God has victory and his kingdom grows. Why don't we cheer when we uh, can see God's hand in our life? When we witness miracles, why, why don't we dance and cheer? You know, there's I've actually been in some churches that their worship is full of dancing and cheering and yelling and celebrating. And yet people will walk in, kind of like Michael did, and say, you're behaving undignified. You're looking like a fool. In trying to stop those that are celebrating from doing so. And that's a shame. Because really, that's the way we should all be behaving. Because God wins. God is winning. And God already has won. So that's a reason to celebrate. So Father, thank you for victory. Thank you for uh, being our Father. Thank you that you love us. You care for us. And even though we act like fools in our lives, it's... We... Repent. I repent for the times that I've put sports and teams and, and meaningless games above you. And Father, I want to celebrate you. I want to celebrate you above all else. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 
to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.